Hello, welcome to Season 2 of the Irish Baptist College podcast. The Irish Baptist College exists to magnify Christ, advance the gospel and strengthen the church. The college is a department of the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland. Established in 1895, the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland is a gospel partnership of 117 autonomous local churches who have voluntarily agreed to work together. The churches have a formal membership of 8,500 people, but represent the Baptist community of more than 20,000 on the island of Ireland. In this podcast, we will meet some of the people who lead different aspects of the association. I'm your host, Davy Ellison. I'm the Director of Training at the College, and today I'm talking with Gail Curry, the Baptist Women's Director. So thank you, Gail, for uh, taking time to be with us today. Thanks, Davy. Good to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity. No problem. We appreciate you uh, joining us. Um, So as we've done with uh, all of our podcasts so far, we've uh, began with introductions. So can I ask you to introduce yourself, uh, your family, your interests, your home church, uh, maybe talk a little bit about your role in the association. And I always urge my guests to uh, give us an interesting fact. So hopefully you have one, because if you don't, I'm going to find one. So uh, (laughs) let's hope you have one. I'm not sure how interesting it is. But anyway, a wee bit about myself. Um, so family, I'm married to Stephen and we've got four grown-up sons. Um, three of those sons are married. Andrew is married to Sarah. They have three children and Andrew pastors in Emmanuel Baptist in Lisburn. Uh, Simon is married to Shirley and they've got two girls and Sh- Simon pastors in Larne Baptist. And then Matthew's married to Claire and they've got two children and they're both members in Antrim Baptist. And Jonathan lives in Lisburn and he attends Emmanuel Baptist. Um, my home church is Ballymena Baptist, where my husband is the pastor. And we've been there nearly four years now. Um, before that, we were in Bethany Baptist in Bangor for 10 years. And we were in Ballymena Baptist for 23 years. So our boys all grew up in Ballymena. So probably if you were to ask them where is their hometown, they would say Ballymena. Now, an interesting fact, yeah, so, well, at one stage, we had five boys in our family, maybe six if I counted my husband, Stephen. (laughs) Um, We were foster parents, and Jonathan came to us when he was five, and he's still with us, and he's in his late 20s now, so he's very much a part of the family. And then we had John, um, who came to us when he was five, and he stayed until he was 10, so I became quite used to having boys in the house. Um, so it's quite strange now. I've got two grandsons, but I also have five granddaughters. Um, so it's lovely to have some girls in the family now, <laughs> as well as the daughters-in-law too. Um, my role um, is that I look after the women's department of our Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland. So I would organise conferences um, and courses, maybe various events for women right across Ireland. I've a few interests, I suppose. Um, I do like to travel. And with my role, I get to travel all over Ireland. Um, and sometimes I get to travel a wee bit further afield. And with Stephen's work as well, we've had opportunities to go to places um, in Africa, in the States, Australia, South America, and different country, countries in Europe um, as well. So we haven't been to Asia, so that's somewhere that we'd like to visit at some stage. 
But I think if I was to pick um, my favourite place, maybe, that we have been to, it might possibly be Hawaii. Um, the sun shone all day and it only rained during the night. So it was absolutely perfect. That's a place to be. Oh, yes. There was a rainbow pretty much every day. Um, and the scenery is just gorgeous. And temperatures are just really nice all year round. So Stephen was preaching in a church in Honolulu and the people there were just so hospitable and friendly, really lovely. And then the pastor and his family came to visit us in Bethany Baptist in Bangor and we were able to show them a wee bit of Ireland, but I couldn't say that it didn't rain every day or it only (laughs) rained at night, (laughs) but they enjoyed uh, visiting here as well. Um, And day to day interests, um, I really like going out for coffee. Um, I quite like to walk. I especially like to walk to a coffee shop. That's always a good goal to have. Um, and I do enjoy spending time <clears throat> with the grandkids. They range from one year old to eight year old. Brilliant. Well, it's a it's a very uh, full life, Gail, for you um, from all, all of that. Asia is also uh, somewhere I want to visit and have never been. Uh, and I was going to ask if you and Stephen are making it there, let me know and I'll come with you. But well, after you're talking about Hawaii, I'll maybe change my answer and ask if, if you're going back to Hawaii, you can bring me, bring me there. <laughs> well, I'm glad to report that you are a believer, Gail. You're a Christian. And, uh, and so at this point, I want to ask you if you could share something of your conversion experience with us uh, and just encourage us with the, the story of God's grace in your life. Yeah, sure. Um, I grew up in Bangor, County Down. Um, my parents were both Christians. Um, I don't have any siblings. I was an only child, but I just want to say I was never spoiled. Just want to put that out there. Um, and my parents were faithful in taking me along to church and teaching me from God's word. But as a child, I had no interest in the things of God at all. Um, but then when I went to secondary school, um, my friend Jackie Bars invited me along to Scripture Union at school. Mm. And from that, we went to a Scripture Union camp that summer when I was 13. And um, and even though I'd known the gospel um, from I was very young, um, it was at that camp that it really impacted me. Mm. And I just realized that I wasn't living any way to please God. Um, and I needed to repent and believe. And what I mean by that is that I, even at 13, needed to come to God and ask him to forgive me for the way mm. I was living my life. I was living my life my own way. I asked him to forgive me for my sin and to turn my life around um, to follow him um, and just really seeking his forgiveness and putting my trust in the Lord Jesus for salvation. And I would say that um, faith is a growing experience mm. because that was like a childlike faith really at that stage. But there's a work of transformation that takes place Um the Holy Spirit comes into your life and he changes your your desires and he changes your attitudes. And he does that as you read through God's word and as you get integrated into a, a local church family. Um, so it's really important that um, you continue to do those things really to grow and mature in your walk with the Lord. Um, that summer after I became a Christian, my cousin invited me along to the Youth Fellowship at Rosemary Park Baptist Church. And that really helped me to develop and grow in my mm. faith 
just studying God's word with other young people and having discussions and conversations. And then when I was 16, uh, my friend Sharon Ferris, she wanted to go on an outreach team, but she wanted somebody to go with her. <laughs> and I had no idea what an outreach team was. I had no idea what was involved in it, what we were going to be doing. But I just went to keep Sharon company. And we went to Glendidno in Wales. And that team was a real turning point for mm. me. Um, I just realized the great need to share the gospel with others. And and that made me start to take my faith seriously and really drove me to want to understand God's word mm. better. Excellent. Well, you've alluded to this already. Um, faith is not static. We grow and, and we develop and uh, conversion isn't the end of our testimonies. Our testimonies continue as we grow and mature in Christ. Uh, and you've maybe alluded to one or two of these things already, but what have been the key influences on your Christian life? Um, particular people, events maybe, uh, circumstances, books. Um, what have been the key influences in your Christian life? Yeah, <clears throat> quite a few, I suppose. Well, yes, I have said um, my friend Jackie, who invited me to that camp hmm. um, where I was converted. We were friends at school and we're still friends today. That Christian camp was a key event in opening my eyes to the gospel and just seeing my need of salvation. And I just think Christian camps are so important for children and young people. Hmm. Um, great places to go, to be taught from God's word and to build good lasting friendships yeah. as well. And of course, Sharon, too, wanting to go on an outreach team, um, that had a massive impact on my Christian life. And I do believe passionately um, about teams, especially by teams, working through a local church, just sharing the gospel in a community. And then when people are converted, they already have contact with the local church family mm. um, that they can be rooted into. And I know certainly when we were in Balamani, um, we had by teams um, for many summers and they were great for just having role models really for the young mm. people in church to be able to look up to. And they were great for building us uh, bridges into the community and for building up our own children's work and youth work um, as well. And our own boys were involved in by teams um, probably spent most of their summers really when they were <laughs> the age just getting involved in by teams and they were great opportunities to help them mm, grow and mature certainly. in their faith. Um, other key influences, um, well, probably various people in the churches we've been in. Um, they've moulded me and helped me grow in my faith. The women I work alongside in my committee <laughs> challenge me, <laughs> push <laughs> yeah, me that's out good. there. <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, they, they have influenced me as well. Um, but probably if you were to ask me to pick out one particular person, it would have to be my husband, Stephen. I mean, he's probably influenced me the most. He's influenced me in a formal way by sitting under his ministry mm. as he's been preaching Sunday That's by Sunday. It's inescapable <laughs> as a pastor's wife, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. But um, I just I, I just thank God for the mm. privilege that that has been. Brilliant. And also informally, just in discussions, in mm. family devotions, in conversations together. Um, so he's been a great influence in my life. Um, books, yes, lots of books um, that have really influenced me in my walk with the Lord. 
and in my work in women's ministry, I probably tend to focus more on books written by women mm-hmm. for women. Yeah. So I don't know how interesting you'll find this, Davey, but I'll pick out a few Go that have it. really influenced me. Um, one in particular is Nancy Guthrie. <laughs> Mm. Um, she just gives me such a high view of God, a God mm. who is sovereign and in control of everything. Um, when Nancy Guthrie has something on her mind, she searches through the scriptures to find the answer to mm. it. And in doing that, she just happens to write a book. You know, <laughs> she's just amazing. But I just love them that her books are just Bible based and they come from a heart that's passionate about God's word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Melissa Kruger would be another one. She just has such a way of putting what I'm thinking into words that are accessible mm. and easily understood. Um, she's a passion for reading right through the Bible in her own personal devotions <clears throat> um, every year. And she just shows me how God's Word all fits together. And I particularly love her book, uh, Growing Together. It's okay. a great book on discipleship, a book to read with another woman one-on-one. Mm. It's really helpful and produces lots of discussion. Um, And then Sharon James, she's probably had the biggest influence Mm. on me as far as books are concerned. I just love how she tackles difficult topics with such a logical, clear Mm. mind. Um, Her book, God's Design for Women, really impacted my thinking on the whole topic. And she's also written biographies as well. Um, she has one on Anne Judson. It's called My Heart in His Hands. And it really challenged me to see Anne Judson's commitment to her husband, the lengths that she mm. went to um, just to help him and to support him. And, you know, in my role in Baptist Women, I've been privileged to actually spend time with these women. Mm. And I've seen their faith in practice. I've seen yeah. it work out daily. And another one who has influenced me by her support and commitment to her husband um, is Gloria Furman. Mm. Um, Dave Furman's a pastor in Dubai and he has a nerve disorder in both his arms. So he's not able to hug his wife or his children. Mm. He can't carry the shopping. Um, But the Lord has used both of them to impact people Mm. all over the world. And I've enjoyed spending time with them as a family as they've holidayed in Ireland and um and also when Gloria spoke at our spring conference um just to see how she works her faith out mm. in practice. Excellent. Another author and speaker of influence who I've loved spending time with is Lydia Brownback. Um she's been in Ireland a couple of times. Um and I've enjoyed showing her around. Um she loves the countryside here. She particularly likes the North Antrim coast, especially coming up over Tor Head. <laughs> <laughs> She had her camera out taking um, wee videos of it all. Um, But at the minute, she spent 10 years working on Bible study series, and it's called Flourish. And she's doing Bible studies in whole books of the Bible. Hmm. Um, And those studies are really helpful to work your way through books of the Bible and great to do individually or to do with a group of women. And Jen Wilkin also writes um, really helpful Bible studies And she also has a number of videos to go along with her studies, which are really useful. 
So I, I could go on and on, but I'll maybe just stop there. That's excellent. It's really helpful and uh, really informative. And if you want to know a little bit more about those authors and those books, um, you can check out the Insight magazine because uh, Gail regularly has uh, book reviews of these authors and books in the in the Insight magazine, and you can find more information there. Um, but so good to hear all of that and so encouraging. Thank you, Gail. As we've mentioned, your your role is Director of Baptist Women. So um, I suppose the question on maybe some people's minds was, what is Baptist Women? So do you want to give us a kind of overview of what Baptist Women is and um, just help us understand um, what goes on within that department of the association? Yes, certainly. And certainly most men don't really know what goes on <laughs> in that department. But let me give you a wee brief history of Baptist Women. Um, in 1928, the men of the Irish Baptist Foreign Mission Committee felt that there was a need for a women's auxiliary. So they encouraged women in churches to meet together just to help support the missionaries that had gone from Ireland to South America, especially mm. to Peru. Um, and so the women would make things. They would knit, they would crochet, they would sew. Probably just as well it's not like that now because I don't think I could have been part of that. <laughs> But they couldn't send their goods away. But what they could do was they could sell these goods and then they would send the money to support the missionaries. And they would also support the missionaries in prayer Mm. by praying for the work that they were involved in. And then in 1979, the Women's Auxiliary became known as Baptist Women's Fellowship. And it kind of widened a wee bit. They increased their interest in mission, not just in Peru, but to Ireland and to Europe then as well. And they also developed an interest in the Irish Baptist College, um, particularly with students that were from overseas. They would maybe help to support them with their fees. And they would also provide groceries when the college Mm. was residential. And then in 1995, that Baptist Women's Fellowship just became known as Baptist Women. Um, And that's what it's known as today. So in Baptist Women today, we just want really to bring all kinds of women together We want to encourage each other in our faith and to deepen fellowship with each other. And we do that through various events like conferences that we run in different parts of the country. Um, And we want to equip women to study God's word. So we have a women's ministry course and it's affiliated to the Irish Baptist College. This is the three year course and it can be taken face to face on the college premises or it can be joined online through Zoom. Mm. And we also have courses that we would take out to women's groups in churches. Um, And that really just helps women to bond together in their local church and also to help them grow in their personal walk with the Lord. And over this last year, we've actually been doing a number of Bible studies over Zoom. And this has been a great way to get to know women all over Ireland. As they've just joined in with that, and and the women that have joined in those sim calls have just enjoyed praying for each other mm. and meeting women that they don't know, women from different churches, different backgrounds, and just having that opportunity not just to, also to study God's word, but to have fellowship together as well. So we're going to make that a regular part of our program mm. and we're going to run a Zoom Bible study kind of January, February time each year, maybe when the weather's that wee bit worse and people yeah. don't really like to travel too much. Um, but also in Baptist Women, we really want to encourage women to reach out into their communities. Women evangelizing women, um, reaching into their communities and just sharing the gospel. Mm. Brilliant. 
Well, from the college's point of view, uh, we still enjoy some of that support that you've outlined already with people taking an interest, praying for us, supporting us, um, but also with your personal involvement in college courses as well. So the Women's Ministry course, which is affiliated to the college and the Ladies' Study Fellowship, and it's great to have that input from Baptist women into the college and uh, to see women exposed to theological education and Bible study and thinking about themes and um it's great to have that partnership so we really appreciate that from the college uh, side and appreciate your input uh, into all that happens here um there's there's lots of narratives in the culture today about women and all of uh good things and bad things and we're not going to dive into all of that um but it does pose the question for church leaders for people in churches that what is the greatest need for women in the church today um and I thought there's no better person to ask this question of than Gail Curry, the director of Baptist Women. Um, so I'm going to ask you that question. What is the greatest need um, for women in the church today? As you kind of see it and with your exposure of visiting different churches, being involved with um, women in, in both kind of discipleship aspects, but also evangelistic aspects as well and reaching out. So Maybe you can offer us some guidance and some wisdom um, on, on this question, Gail. Yes, thanks for that one, Davey. Uh-huh. <laughs> How to narrow that down. Um, but you know what? I think the greatest need for women today is the greatest need for all of us in any point in time, really. It's to know what we believe and why mm. we believe it. Um, there's so many fads and trends in our society that just distract us um, away from God Um and things like social media, uh, magazines that we read, Netflix um, that we might dive into for too much time. Um, but all these things can just subtly skew our, our, our way of thinking. Mm, yeah. um, they take our focus away from God and mm. his word. Um, and we need to retrain our minds. We need to think God's thoughts after him. And we have all his thoughts written down in his word. <laughs> Um, so we need to be reminding each other of what God's word says. And for women, particularly in churches, I think that we need to have church-centered women's ministries that are Bible-focused. That's really helpful. Thank you. Church, church-centered women's ministries that are Bible-focused. Great. There's your tagline to take away and to mull over uh, and to think about that. Uh, that's helpful. This is the Irish Baptist College podcast, and uh, I'm hoping, um, although we don't make it mandatory, but I'm hoping many of our students are listening and uh, gleaning wisdom. Uh, And many of them, not all of them, but many of them will go on to pastor churches and to be um, working in churches in different uh, capacities. Um, And so I wondered if you could just take um, a few minutes to speak to those students and help them um, think through how they can most effectively um, pastor um, women in their church and also incorporate women into the, the work of the church and the ministry of the church and how best to, to do that so that it's a, a partnership. And uh, for, for those who are involved in church life, all you need to do is turn up to prayer meetings or serve in ministries and you realize how vital women are to the life of the church. Um, so maybe you could just help us um, particularly students who will be thinking about pastoring in future years, how to most effectively incorporate women into the work of the church? Yeah, I would really just 
um, encourage students um, going into ministry and pastors already in ministry just to help women discover and use their spiritual gifts hmm. for the edifying and strengthening of the church. Yeah. Um, there are many ministries that women can be included in. Um, you can certainly have the older women encouraging the younger women. There's mm-hmm. always some younger women coming along behind um, discipleship ministries, um, prayer, visitation. Um, there's so many things that women can be involved in. But I would just say, look, just remember that women need to be taught biblical truth and need to be encouraged to use their spiritual gifts for the good of the church and in the way set out in God's word. Brilliant. Thank you, Gail. Um, Yeah, those answers, those last two tricky questions have been very, very good, very succinct as well. So you've clearly thought about these things a lot and uh, it's great to have that wisdom um, from you. Well, you'll be glad to know, Gail, that's all the questions I'm going to ask you and you can uh, breathe a sigh of relief. I want to thank you for um, your time today and uh, for joining us on the podcast. Uh, And I want to thank you for listening to the Irish Baptist College podcast. To find out more about the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland, visit baptistsinireland.org, where you'll find links to all of the department websites, including Baptist Women uh, and our own, the colleges. Can I also take this opportunity to highlight the college's latest initiative, Gospel Guardians? Supporting theological education is one of the most strategic actions one can take in securing the long-term health of the church. If the college is to continue producing pastors, missionaries, evangelists, women's workers and youth and children's workers, we need your help. You can find more information on becoming a Gospel Guardian in the show notes. Until next time, 